Welcome to Mastering Rod Building, the only podcast dedicated completely to custom rod building. My name is Bill Faulkner. I'm your host, and I'm delighted to have joining me today none other than codename AA Ron, the one, the only Aaron Lowe, Director of Sales at Angler's Resource. How are you today, Aaron? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me on, Bill. Excellent. Delighted to have you. So, for the, most of you probably know Aaron, but for those of you who don't, Aaron's been in the uh, fishing tackle industry for about 15 years. Uh, he's been, the last nine years, he's been at Angler's Resource, the exclusive North American distributors for Fuji products, and serves currently as the director of sales for Angler's Resource. But before that, he also spent, I don't know, six plus years as a department mm-hmm. head in the fishing department at Bass Pro Shop. So very familiar with the retail setting. There's a lot about tackle, rods and reels, seen a lot of things come and go. And I'm so proud and delighted to share that he is also a budding rod builder. He's new and he's gotten into it. So super excited to have you here and thanks for taking some time to join us. And, and I asked this of all my guests, why don't you tell us a little bit about how you got into the fishing business and, and how you started building rods? Yeah, that, that's kind of an interesting story in itself, but I grew up in Southern Alaska. And so growing up there on Kodiak Island, it was either go outside and do something or sit inside all year and never do anything. So I um, <laughs> started kind of growing a passion for the outdoors while I was up there. Uh, I'll take option fishing. A for 500, please, Alex. <laughs> exactly. A lot of salmon fishing, uh, halibut fishing, got some pretty big fish there. That was really awesome. And I only had to run from the bears a couple of times. So that was always good. But uh, we moved back down here to Southern Alabama, just a little bit of a climate change. And um, from there, I was no longer chasing salmon and halibut, but I still love to fish. So I was able yep. to go with parents and grandparents and friends and everybody else. And then in high school, you know, instead of chasing women and getting in trouble, I decided I was going to chase Jubilees and these redfish and yeah. along the shores to catch some sharks. So spent a there lot of go. time fishing in the outdoors and Bass Pro decided they were opening a building there in Spanish Fort right down the yep. road. And I've always been told if you do what you love, you'll never work a day in your life. So I took the opportunity and got hired on there and uh, moved through the ranks. And I ran the fishing marine department as the manager, as you stated earlier. And uh, for, I think, three years there before I came over here to Angler's Resource. So when I came over here, like I knew a lot about the retail side and I'd bought store-bought rods and always used them. But custom rod building was kind of new to me. I always thought it was just a, hey, this is a fancy looking color that we were able to put on there and and different things. And so um, Jim Ising, the former marketing manager here. Uh, God bless him. He uh, rest in peace. I was sitting there one day and I was we were talking about the KR concept and I kept asking questions and, and trying to get some information. And he says, you know what? He said, let me show you something. And we walked outside into the open field we have back here behind us. And he handed me a custom built rod with KR concept guides. Uh, they were titanium torzite and it had a braided line. I think it was 20 pound braided line and a half ounce casting plug or something. Yeah. He said, yeah. here, cast this. So I said, okay. And I threw it. And as soon as I threw it, I looked at him and said, Hey man, I think I broke the casting plug off. <laughs> he got a big old smile on his face and he said, just watch it. So when it landed, I said, all right, here, I'll go grab it. And he said, no, just, just reel it in. And he said, just turn the handle. I guarantee it's still on there. I said, no, it's right. not. So I did. And sure enough, that casting plug was on there. And at that point, it was like, okay, how do I build one of these? I need this. The performance benefits were just, they far outweighed anything that I'd ever seen and and was able to use prior to. So that kind of got me into it. And then uh, Todd Vivian, uh, saw him at ICAST that following year. And uh, 
talk to him about mud holes lot rod building classes because they had one coming to mobile that august and so yeah for people who don't know todd vivian is a, a blank designer spent a long time at lemon glass and then is has been at mud hole for a while and has done a lot of work with the mhx series and others uh, and also uh, helps run their education program so sorry keep going nope absolutely and it, amazing teacher at everything he does and if you haven't taken the class i recommend it um, or go so fishing with him. He's a great captain too, inshore and offshore. Well, I haven't got that experience yet, but I'm well, I haven't either. Is. So hopefully, I'm hey, putting a plug. You know, hey, uh, I'm hey, assuming Todd, if you see he, this, I want to go like fishing with everything you. else. It'd be great to fish with him, but I've never gotten the invite. So <laughs> hit hit Todd Vivian if you're listening. Take us that's fishing. True. That's right. So I took that class, and you know, when you leave that class, you walk away with all the equipment you need to build rods. So yeah. I came home and that Christmas I built seven or eight rods for everybody in the family for their Christmas gifts, much to the dismay of my wife and my wallet. Well, <laughs> I continued to build and it's a lot of fun and very therapeutic in a lot of ways. So it's just something that I think is really awesome. I don't own any store-bought rods anymore. There you yeah. go. Don't tell my wife. So yeah, you, know, you keep bringing her up. So shout out to Amber and uh, Delaney and Fisher, the whole family. So uh, Oh, yeah. We'll, which we'll is which now, by the way, Delaney's building rods. So that's kind of, that's interesting Oh, that's too. the best. Nothing like getting your own kids involved in something you love. Yep. It's awesome. Well, thanks for sharing that. That's awesome, mm -hmm. man. So speaking of exciting and awesome, I've literally had this like, I'm terrible with secrets and this has been a secret for some time now. And thankfully, finally, now uh, we have these guides, not only in production, but in stock on our shores here in the U S with a lot more coming. And so I, I won't, I won't rob your thunder. You're here to, uh, Tell us about a new release from Fuji. And I got to tell you, there's normally a big lead up time and we wait and we wait for things from Fuji. But this one, they actually shocked us. And about from the time we heard it to the time we had it in our hands was pretty short. So I will let you spill the beans. What? Yeah, Talk to so, about uh, this brand new exciting guide series from Fuji. So it is my absolute pleasure to announce that this year, Fuji has released the new K plus O series guides to the family lineup of K-Series guides. So now you get all the performance benefits and all the capabilities of the KR concept and the tangle-free system and the NGC in the most economical ring ever in the O-ring. Uh, yeah. So huge news from Fuji. Uh, we're going to get that to the masses and let everybody see the difference and feel the difference um, in performance like I was able to with Jim out here in the field. Yeah, absolutely. And so uh, thank you very much, Aaron. I feel I feel better now that we've told everybody <laughs> it's out. But this is really exciting. And I think if you're new to rod building or if you're not terribly familiar with Aaron mentioned a couple of things, the KR concept, he mentioned new guide concepts. So let me let me let me back it up and kind of slow it down and, and give you the timeline a little bit. Right. So the KR concept is essentially the evolution of a Fuji development called the new guide concept. Uh, and in the old days, the way that we thought about guide trains, especially for spinning rods, and to a lesser degree for conventional and casting type rods, was you, you wanted a bunch of big guides to sort of make it easy for the line to flow through, right? And we often referred to this style of setup, and we'll post a picture kind of what this looks like, as the cone of flight, right? And it basically, mm -hmm. the guides had, the guide train funneled the line in a long cone from the reel all the way to the tip top. And so some of you may never seen these kind of rods. Some of you may still be building these rods, in which case you are in for 
the same shock Aaron had when he cast KR concept rod and, and the enhanced performance. But the new guide concept uh, kind of killed the cone of flight concept where cone of flight, you would have had a 40, 30, let's say we had a seven foot offshore spinning rod. You would have had a 40, 30, 25, 20, 16, 12, 10, eight, and a size eight tip top. So like that long cone of flight. Um, gradual step downs as you went. exactly right uh one of every size guy exactly. right? uh, now with the fuji engineers found in, in their constant development uh, and evolution to try to improve performance improve casting distance improve sensitivity improve durability they came up with they realized that the cone of flight was not physics suggested that wasn't the best way to do it and that physics actually suggested that Fewer and smaller guides uh, would actually add less weight to the rod, would be more aerodynamic and would allow you to cast further, have more sensitivity, use more in smaller guides, which gives you uh, hook setting benefits. And we'll talk all about this. And, and we're actually going to post a link uh, that Aaron shared with me to the Angler's Resource website. And we'll, you'll see it here. There's a great write-up that provides a wealth of insight into the new guide concept. But if I really simplify it for you, a bunch of physics and science went into and testing went into understanding that rods with smaller, lighter guides actually outperform this old cone of flight style of rod construction, right? So that was kind of the first thing. And the new guide concept came out in the, gosh, Aaron, early, mid nineties, probably. Yeah. I want to say it was the, in the nineties and then uh, it progressed from there. So I'm not sure if you're aware or not, but the current uh, president and uh, owner of Fuji, uh, Mr. Kazuhito Omura, his father was actually a distance casting champion. Champion distance caster. And so his his father and those engineers played a very pivotal role in, you know, pushing the bounds of these guides and trying to make sure they could cast further than anybody else out there. And so it was through all these developments and needs that they were chasing that they were able to come up with you know, the concept as it is and, and studying the way the line comes off the reel and how it travels down a blank and just the overall performance. So that was kind of what pushed them in that direction. Oh yeah. That's a great point. I had forgotten. I had kind of not made that connection. That's awesome. Yeah. So we'll, we'll post the link, but there's an article where you can read all about the new guide concept. And, and really, if you're, if you're getting into rod building in the last 10 years, you know, as we release this, it's April of, or May of 2023, you've probably never seen those old style and, and everything is new concept now, but that's that was a major development in concept that Fuji engineers developed. And so they released this, people start experimenting and building, and we find that uh, actually these guides are a lot stronger than we thought. We can go with smaller. We start to see all the benefits of these, but there were a lot of questions. Uh, which guides can you use for the reduction train in a spinning right. rod? Which ones can you use for casting? What size? How many? What if it's spiral? What if it's guides on top? So while it was a huge performance breakthrough, it actually created a little bit of confusion, I think, among builders and even OEMs, rod manufacturers to understand, okay, how do we take this and use it? And so after listening to that feedback for a while, Fuji introduced the KR concept series of guides. And so the KR concept guides were designed specifically to embrace not only the initial new guide concept, but everything the Fuji engineers have learned in the 10 plus years since, right? And so they literally said, there's no question this is the best way to build rods, whether it's, you know, conventional or spinning. And so they built guides, purpose-built 
to that series to, to enable this concept and to make it super simple for people to understand the benefits. Let's if we take a spinning rod, for example, of rather than having that long cone of flight that goes up the whole rod, rapidly bringing the line under quiet control mm. and using smaller running guides, smaller and stronger and more running guides, which overall are less weight, more aerodynamic, all these kinds of things. And so that's when you hear people get confused, the new guide concept is really just using the fewest and smallest guides possible that are appropriate for the job and perform the task well is always going to be from a physics standpoint, the best way to build a rod. The KR concept is a set of guides, series of guides, a system of guides to use to embrace those concepts and sort of harness everything that that Fuji has learned about it. Right. And it was also important because at this time, you know, the things we take for granted, there was a time when braided line was pretty unusual uh, it, had, it had found a foothold in saltwater, but really hadn't crossed mm-hmm. over into freshwater yet. And so when we really started seeing braided line crossover, which like so many things, I think came through the form of competitive tournament anglers, you know, in the elite right. series pros and things like that. Wow, this is a game changer, right? Now, all of a sudden, you've got small reels fishing 65-pound braid. We needed new knots. We needed new blanks. We had to change the way we tie line on the reels. They, we had to they change school designs. Down. Absolutely, right? Processes for the braid to come off and everything. Absolutely, right? So Fuji also adapted. You had a whole lot of guides out there that were not braid safe, right? And so one of the other things you get with the KR concept is 100% of these guides are braid safe. 100% of these guides are saltwater safe and have corrosion control finishes or other corrosion resistant finishes or are made of titanium, right? So with the KR series, Fuji really sort of embraced all they had learned about new guide concept. They also embraced braided line, the notion of having to pass knots, all these kinds of things. And so just to understand the theory behind the KR concept is sort of taking the next quantum leap in the new guide concept, getting really specific and, you know, optimizing this rapid reduction by using smaller, lighter guides throughout the rod, not just in the tip section of the rod. And then also they, Fuji introduced as part of the KR concept guides that were sort of unheard of prior to that in terms of how high the frames were and how small the rings were. So once upon a time, if I, as a builder, I wanted to get, you know, the line this high off the rod, I might have to use a 40 or 50 size guide. Right. Now I can use a 20 or even a 16 in the KLH series. So again, these are different guides with arched frames, uh, with different geometry. And I know we'll talk a little bit more about that, but just, just for sake of clarity, you have the evolution of the new guide concept. You have a system of guides developed specifically to embrace all the performance enhancements that the Fuji engineers have been able to you know, develop and evolve over time. And then in addition to dealing with braid and all those loads, and in addition to trying to get the guides higher with smaller uh, rings, effectively what you also did was back up how far down the rod you were using small size guides, right? So there was a time when people thought a size six guide was very small, a six ring single foot guide, right? Now we have those in smaller in the, in the lower third or middle third of, of some of these rods when set up properly with the, uh, with the KR train. And so that obviously necessitated a change because what the Fuji engineers found was that if, if you started, you know, putting the kind of pressure and force that can be applied to those guides as they were currently engineered back in the you know, mid 2000s, they might not hold up. And so they significantly redesigned these things to beef them up, make them stronger, make them lighter, change the way they press the rings into the frame and, and how strongly they're glued in and all this kind of stuff. So very, very interesting stuff. The other thing that's worth mentioning is 
Aaron has referred to this as K plus O, right? So K just means KR series of guides. So the these groundbreaking guides, this system of guides that's specifically designed to help you as a builder optimize performance of your rods, right? And again, this is basically a rapid reduction of line amplitude and smallest, lightest guides and tip as you can, right? Uh, right. Introduce smaller guides with higher frames or guides with smaller rings and much higher frames that allows the line to get controlled and choke quickly and, and go quietly down the rod rather than kind of keeping this big open spiral. And then also, you know, they these are guides that are sort of uh, developed to take these additional loads, deal with braid, pass knots, you know, do all these things that really are kind of driven by the advent of braid. But the other thing, getting back to, so we covered all that. The other thing to keep in mind is when he says, oh, uh, for almost all the Fuji guides, there is a frame description and a frame finish description and then a ring. So when he says, oh, he's referring to the ring and that is an aluminum right. oxide ring. And I That's just, Aaron, we should talk about that a little bit because aluminum oxide is not new. And a lot of people besides Fuji use aluminum oxide. That's but these correct. new yes. concept O-guides, these new slim O-rings that are in this K plus O series that we're introducing today, that's a very, this is not your father's Oldsmobile of aluminum oxide. Can you talk no, a little bit no, about that? No, not at all. So, you know, you, you brought up the point that uh, Fuji has got several different rings and different ring designs that have always been available. And in the last few years, each and every one of them has kind of undergo, undergone a little bit of a change, uh, whether it be slimmed down or the shape just different things. And in each one of those rings has specific properties that make it what it is. And so the uniqueness about the O-ring is that it is inexpensive, but don't take inexpensive don't take as, that as cheap. a quality issue because this ring has been slimmed down from its original size to make it lighter and smoother. The surface area was changed just slightly so that it produces less heat, allows for better heat dispersion, which keeps some of that twist out of your line. And again, because it is in this KR series of guides now and these K series guides, it's tangle free, it's deep pressed. So no longer just sitting in there and glued in like some of the older guides were. Right. So you're getting all the performance benefits that you could get out of the higher end, higher dollar ceramic rings and frames now in the least expensive option, which is aluminum oxide. I got to spend some time over in Japan a couple of years ago at the R&D center while they were kind of going through some of these tests. And Unbelievable, isn't it? There's there's so many unique tests that, that Fuji and their engineers put these rings through. Right. Whether it be a cracking test as far as you're, you know, dropping and being able to absorb the shock, whether it be friction where it's it's mounted inside of a machine that's turning braid through it three, five, and even 10,000 times, even going through elements. There's just so many strict tests that these these rings have to go through before Fuji will accept them. And they test every single set that comes in and every single set. Now, they'll spot test them. And if they find something wrong, then they'll go through and test further. But they're just so meticulous in how they do things and, and how everything's engineered over there. So don't ever take least expensive as, as any issue with quality and, and what you're talking about. So this this ring has been completely redesigned over the course of the last year and a half to withstand all the new changes coming to the market um, with braid and heat and the friction that that puts off and elements and environmental challenges. So it's still the highest quality product you're going to find. And again, you're getting it in this new uh, frame style. Yep. So it's really cool to see that. And, you know, one of the things you were touching on about the NGC and the KR, and we can mm -hmm. spend all day doing this, but I just kind of want to mention it briefly. So sure. 
part of that whole series was that if you went to a smaller guide in the tip section, that tip section became lighter, but you were also able to get more guides there. So it, it allowed for the rod itself, the tool that you use, now your line is running through a arc instead of creating harsh angles. So the tool itself is performing better from a physics standpoint. You're also getting more points of contact on the rod. And by choking that line down quickly, you know, you're, you're taking all the energy from the reel and forcing it down the blank. So it improved casting distance as well. And everything was relative to the height in which they found the engineers found as they were going through this. You can't have this without the heights that they produce. And that's one of the biggest things that they decided when they were doing this was we had to have certain heights coming off of a blank to be able to support that line. That's how they choked it down. That's how they got to that midsection point where they decided, hey, we have to get these newer guides in there, redesign this whole thing right. in order to make these work efficiently and properly. And so that's what they did. They studied it as a whole and they they worked hard to make sure the tool itself or the rod performed as well as it could for anybody out there. I love this stuff. I'm such a rod nerd, but it's just fascinating. And I like what you said. I've been building custom rods at the time we record this for just a few weeks shy of 28 years. And uh, my experience has been that the Fuji quality control is just better than ever, anybody else's. And I was always kind of curious how they did that. And then I had the pleasure of going to Shizuoka in January mm-hmm. and visiting the Fuji offices as well as the R&D center. And when you go to the R&D center, it's like, well, no wonder they're so good. They absolutely <laughs> torture these things and, and put them through, you know, tests and rigors I never would have thought of. But um, so before we get into these specific, you know, new KR guides in a little bit more detail and talk about pricing, talk about what models are available and finishes and all that uh, we've covered a lot i want to try to summarize it a little bit if i can yeah, absolutely so be honest here on the takeaway so fuji sort of there are a lot of guides that look alike like these kr concept guides and these rapid reduction train guides right but fuji was the first to develop and introduce this concept the kr concept right that is correct and and you know there's there's a very unique uniqueness to the frames themselves. So while there's a lot of others out there that look like our KR guides, they do not perform the same. And there's a few reasons for that. Number one is our guides are sloped forward at a 30 degree angle to allow the line to come off. And then the ring itself is actually tilted and sloped back. And what that does is they, that keeps the line flowing in the right direction. If you just take a guide and you angle it forward to try to allow the line to come off, you're, you're changing the direction of the line path going down the blank and it doesn't choke the line nearly as quickly. It doesn't keep the line moving forward and you lose some of that energy transfer. So while there are others out there that mimic and, and try to look the same, they don't perform. And that's something that, you know, we get asked a lot or I get asked a lot here yeah. on the phone. Yeah, no doubt. Um, so height of the guide matters is just as much mm-hmm. as the ring size, right? So if, you're, if right. you want to take advantage of this concept, you need, you need taller guides with smaller rings than you're used to. Absolutely. And, and so, and, uh, you know, you've got to take into account these more and smaller guides and the heavier loads in the belly section of the rod, right? So, right. So we, um, we have specific designations behind each one of our guides. And so with the new guide concept and the tangle free guides, we still offer them, but they would be considered, for instance, uh, an aluminum oxide would be a CCKLOG uh, size 12, and that's all you would see in our nomenclature. But for this specific KR concept to work properly, every guide is designated with an H, an M, or an L. And the way that works is your 25, your 20, 16, 12, 10, and 8 all have an H that comes after them. 
Okay. But when you get to the size eight, because a lot of times with KR, you'll go 20, 10, 5, 5, or 16, 8, 5, 5, or 20, 10, 6. Right. Um, so you're, you're taking rapid steps, which is the part of the process. So when you get to the size eight, you'll see an H or an M. And so what that designates is it's a higher frame and then a medium frame, or it's still elevated off the blank, but there's going to be situations where you may need four guides instead of three on longer blanks. And so they took into account through all of their engineering and testing each individual size that you might need moving forward as you build rods. So when you get to a size seven, though, they change a little bit. There's no longer an H designation. There's an M or an L. And again, the M is still going to be the higher frame, and they still end up using the M's in a lot of uh, guide train layouts as you move through your builds, and the L will be the lower frame designation. And so, again, depending on how you need that third or fourth guide even on your guide train to choke that line, you've always got an option. Awesome. And so, and so we'll link, thank you for that. We'll link some information so people, I know this is a lot, Absolutely. especially if you're just listening and not watching, to, to reiterate what I think you said. For 25 or larger down to 10, they're always an H. Uh, in eight, they're an H or an M. And then seven or smaller, they're an M or an M. Right? That's correct. Yes, sir. And again, the size you're saying is always the outer diameter of the ring. So a size That's seven correct. ring, it's just whether it's on a medium or low frame. Correct. And that's in an eight, a higher medium frame. Right. So again, right. it's letting you get that rapid choke geometry. And we'll, we'll post some links to some, some more information about this and some pictures while we're talking. If you're able to watch this, not just listen so you yeah, can see absolutely. what we're talking about. And, and it's all based on the upsweep angle of the reel and how yeah. it corresponds to the blank itself. Um, again, there's some really detailed drawings and information on our website that we're going to link. But it's, it's a very unique and interesting system. If you get a chance, you should absolutely read about it. Absolutely. Yeah. So we'll, we'll, I'll post those links here. You mentioned something important, and I want to hit on this again. We already talked about all of these guides and rings and tip tops are braid safe. They're all mm. saltwater safe. But you touched on something uh, that's really important, and that is these guides are also tangle free. And Fuji was Correct. the first. Again, this is an innovation related to braided line, right? Mm. We've probably all had a loop of braid get around a guide and catch and snap or break or break a rod. Yeah. Um, you know, tip wrap, things like that. So these have those sloped frames which uh, kind of, as I understand the engineering, and, and my, you may understand it better, and that's why I'm clarifying, but you, you're trying to do two things. You're maximizing this reduction in casting and line control performance, and you're also optimizing a tangle-free performance. So you have to that's slow right. close the frame for the tangle-free and the ring for the performance. And this is something that's really different. A lot of guides look a lot like the Fuji guides. They're copies. If you look, they don't have the slope rings and the slope frames. They just have one or the other. And it's because I right. think it's... A, copyright and trademark infringement if they do both. Yeah. But so I think it's important to, to know that these are 100% tangle-free designs because it's, it's very evident if you switch from these guides to some that are not the benefits of tangle-free. I know it keeps me out and, of trouble all the time. So keep that in mind. Part of, and part of that tangle-free design, something that we didn't touch on yet is, so not only is the frame sloped at 30 degree angle and then the, the ring itself tilted back, but they actually took the bracing that comes up towards the ring and they moved it from the yep. front of the ring where the brace typically would touch. They they opened it up a little bit and they gave it a, a twist and they moved it up to the side of the ring. And so what mm -hmm. that allowed is there's absolutely no place for that line to catch yep. while it's spinning around that guide. So instead of holding the ring like 
like this essentially it's now holding the ring like this so the line slides right off no it allowed yeah. for the no pinch point and it also made the frame stronger because they could pull the frame out a little bit before they came back so it was extra strength added when they did this so again I, we keep talking about the engineering that goes into these. It, it's no small feat what they were able to do and what they continue to do and strive to do is everything they do. They want to push the limits of the, the industry and they want to make sure they're on the forefront of all the innovation uh, that they possibly can. And so every time they look at changing anything or adding anything, they, they take so much pride in checking every little minute detail they can to make sure it's the right thing. Awesome. Love it. Hey, talk if you will. So we've, we've referred to this a couple of times, but I want to I want to get into detail a little bit. Mm -hmm. One of the things that is a, such a significant advancement to me about the KR concept guides was the fact that we got new guide designs, proprietary guide designs for what we call these belly guides. Right. So yep. we've talked about as you bring a small reduction train, smaller guide sizes further back the rod the actual load that those guides are having to accommodate, whether that's a dead pole load, whether that's a torsional load or the guides on top rod, whatever, are very different, right? So said differently, those guides are subjected to very different forces than the guides Correct. that are just up at the fast tip section of the rod. And so uh, Fuji had designed guides specifically for that, that interestingly enough, still haven't been copied. I think it probably is how much engineering has gone into them. But can you talk a little bit about the belly guides or what we might call again with the KR concept, the KB guides, mm -hmm. which are for the belly section of the rod versus the KT guides, which are for the tip section of the rod? Because to me, it seems really simple. And once you, and we'll put a picture of these two up side by side, and you can't, once you look at them, you see it's a very different design, but people mm -hmm. get confused by that all the time. So assume I'm a new rod builder, and I'm trying to pick my running guides for the system. Uh, obviously, I can just buy a set, but if I want to pick them out by my own to set up, talk to me about the difference between the belly guides and the tip section guides in these. Absolutely. So, guides. so I actually I get this question quite a bit. Um, like okay. I said, I've been here for nine years, and this is probably one of the most asked questions that I actually get. And the reason there is, again, so we're we're trying to choke this line down as quickly as we can um, to enhance the performance of this rod, and in doing that. Now you've got much smaller guides in the midsection and towards the tip section of the rod. So if you think about when you're setting a hook, when you're fighting a fish, when you've got the most pressure or the most pull coming across your rod, that belly section is where your power of the rod is. Your tip right. section is your speed and your recovery rate, but that midsection is typically where a lot of that power lies and it bends through that midsection into the butt. So what they found through all this is that there's a lot more pressure being put on those smaller guides there in that midsection of a rod. So they took these belly guides and they still have the tangle free design. They're still tilted forward and tilted back like any other guide that they offer in the K frame. They still have the brace to the outer side, but they've got a much wider foot that comes up to the actual braces that come out. And the reason they do that is because you can wrap more thread on it and they're, they're fit firmer inside on, on that belly section to provide extra support and strength through that midsection of the rod to make sure there's no failures when you're fighting a fish, when you're setting a hook or when you're doing anything else. So again, the uniqueness comes back to the fact that it wasn't just about casting and making sure that I can throw, cast a rod for, or a line further than you. It was about how can I make my rod perform better? and enhancing the entirety of the experience for the, the consumer and the fishermen out there. So those are extremely important in these, especially the spin-in series. Um, and I have people ask me all the time, was well, it really necessary? And the answer there is yes. I mean, you absolutely need those guides to support that midsection of the rod. 
Uh, depending on what you're doing, I'll recommend anywhere from two to three. If you're pan fishing or something really small, you know, you can get away going a little bit lighter. Uh, one, sometimes you don't have to have them if you're running a thousand series with four pound braid. But anytime we start looking at these, that that's something I always recommend is at least two, if not three, depending on your application and what you do. And right. as far as pricing goes, I mean, there's not a whole lot of difference between the price of a belly guide and a, and a tip section guide or a KT. And so I, I think you're getting, it's really important to have those in there. It's like an extra $3 a rod or something. So it really doesn't equate to a lot uh, right. for that added support and stability that you need in that midsection of a rod. Right. Yeah. And it makes sense because the tip section of the rod is usually going to be the finest in diameter, right? And, mm -hmm. and you start getting in the middle of a rod. We talk about a seven foot inch or, you know, popping rod. We talk about a typical bass rod or flipping rod or something. The blank's pretty beefy there in the middle section. Right. It could be three eighths of an inch, anywhere on down to like a quarter of an inch. So it makes sense that you would have a wider foot. And I will, again, we'll flash a picture of these guides side by side, um, but it's a wider foot. It has flanges that, uh, add structural rigidity to it. It also has right. this curved frame, which again is sloped and tangle free. That's a little bit beefier than what's on the KT. And just again, that's the only difference between these KBs and these KTs is the KB is think B for belly and think T yep. for tip. And so, and Aaron mentioned it, but just to be elaborately clear, I love building a seven foot inshore rod for redfish with a guide train that goes 20H, KLH 20, KLH 10, KLH 7 low, KB6, three KB6s and four KB, KT6s out to the tip, right? So you don't, you don't use belly guides for the whole tip section. You're only using it for that true belly mm -hmm. section. And then you go to those KT guides up towards the tip. And we'll post a link to some guide spacing charts. And I'm also going to post a link to Angler's Resource has a great, a lot of great resources on their website, but they have a kind of a run through of all the different KR series of guides and suggested right. specific guide trains for various line weights. And it's a little different if you're using mono or fluoro than it is with braid. And it's a little bit different if you're going to run micro guides or more conventional size running guides and tip top. But all that information's laid out there uh, by Angler's Resource and Fuji for you. So we'll, we'll post a link to that to make sure everybody knows where to find that. Please. Real quick on those belly guides. I know we kind of touched on it being a midsection guide, but, you know, an after effect, so to speak, of what this turned into is, you know, traditionally in the bass world, if you were fishing a heavy punching rod or a frog rod or something like that, you know, that was about the only time that you would traditionally run double footed guides much right. further down towards the tip. And we've actually found that we've got a lot of guys building custom rods with those KBs down to the tip because now you're doing one wrap instead of two and the strength of that guide allows them to do it. So there's an after effect of its actual purpose was it was able to go in and, and create a new niche system for it to go in and work for. So Really good guides, really strong, and they do a lot for everybody that uses them. And, and again, I, I've heard people occasionally say, oh, we're going too small on the guides. They're not strong enough. Uh, you know, the example that I'll give is I've got a 106-pound yellowfin tuna caught on a popper on size 6 KB got running guides on this popping rod and tipped up, KG tipped up. So they're strong enough. Uh, and that reel is fishing and measured legitimate 25 pounds of braid. Like the guides are plenty strong enough. It, it's abuse that gets them. It's not fishing conditions. So use them with confidence. You got nothing to worry about. So some people are sitting out there saying, okay, that's helpful. You talk to me about the new guide concept. Well, heck, that's not new. You talk to me about the KR concept and that's not really that new anymore. And so what you're telling me is, I mean, basically, these KR guides are not new. They've been available, but they've been in all the premium series, right? So you could get them titanium Absolutely. frames with Torzite rings. You could get them titanium and stainless steel frames with SIC rings. 
You could get them more recently with control corrosion control mm-hmm. frames with alkanite rings, as well as in RV guides for casting and surf rods, right? Right, right. So, so what that- we're announcing here that's new, what's new from Fuji is, is not this whole concept, not this brilliant level of performance. As you mentioned before, This it's this really affordable price point, right? Right. It's it's a performance-driven product at a consumer-driven price point is all it is. And it, it's an amazing price point to enter in, um, especially for those new builders out there. If it's something, you, you know, hey, I'm a little skeptical. Hey, I want to try it. Well, these guides are on average, I think I was looking at the numbers before we sat down today, uh, at the retail level, they're, they're about 50% lower than what you would pay for the same Alkanite guide. So, wow. yeah, I mean, like I said, it's a consumer-driven price point. It's, it's something that we typically don't see from Fuji. We don't typically see them come out and, and put these concepts into a cost-effective guide. So we're really excited about it. I think it's going to do extremely well for us. And so we've already packaged together some guide sets. So yeah, I was going to say, curious, can I buy them individually? Can I buy them absolutely. sets? Like, yeah. So right now, we immediately started putting together some guide sets and things of our favorite guides, trains that we use okay. uh, that you can find on our website, like you mentioned, and in our catalog, as well as individually in bulk if you want to come up with your own and and test cast it and i encourage you to do that i mean it's great you know we can all listen to the engineers and say this is what happens but in fairness every blank is going to be slightly different and that's the beauty of a custom build is you get to go in and test it the way you fish it the way you're going to cast it and you you tailor it to yourself and so you're going to maximize performance doing that but by no means are these guide sets that we put together not going to work but, you know, I always encourage people to kind of do their own testing and, and play with it themselves. But I couldn't agree more. I, I was the I, most attractive I, price point we've ever launched. I tell people all the time, you'll learn more in one hour of taping on guides and test casting. And I don't care if they're Fuji's, whose guides they are, whether it's casting, spinning, heavy or light. If you will actually, very few builders actually go to the trouble of doing that. They just look at a guide spacing chart, put it on there and, and go. And that's good. And if that's the level of engagement that you want to have, that's fine. But never underestimate what you can get out of putting in a little elbow grease and time and effort and kind of learning these things for yourself. And and, and that one hour, I'm arbitrarily using an hour. You probably don't even need an hour. That one hour will cement some concepts and teach you some lessons that you can trust and know in your fiber of your being. And it's more useful than 10,000 words in a chat room or on an internet or someone else's opinion or experience who may or may not be a reliable source. I mean, that's the the downside with some of this stuff, but okay, well, that's super exciting. So when are we going to be able to get these things? We can get individual guides and tip tops. We can get sets. Like when are they going to be available? So, So like you mentioned before, the, the absolute shock and awe of this entire thing is we have them in stock now. So all your local dealers and distributors uh, are ordering them as we speak. They will have them in stock. You can go find, uh, we've got some information on our website, on our where to buy page. You can absolutely check there, but anywhere that you typically buy your guides and tops in bulk or in in carded sets like this or prepackaged sets, all of those guys will be available to have it. And we can, we can actually tag a lot of those guys below and our distributors will have them as while you're watching this. Awesome. That is, it's great stuff. Great stuff. So just, just to be clear, uh, I know, Aaron, you're going to provide all the models that are available. You're going to provide MSRP, yes. the pricing on it. We'll get that all posted and linked to the podcast. We'll also link a complete list of all the wholesalers and retailers of Fuji products where you can buy, kind of who carry the Angler's Resource product line. So you can pick which one ever is your favorite and, and buy from them. But they are out now and available and super exciting. And we talked about CC and BC finishes. So 
corrosion control, uh, kind of frosted silver and corrosion control, kind of frosted dark gray or gunmetal, right? Over a stainless frame, a 316 stainless frame with these new version, slim improved kind of concept O plus rings, right? I was really hoping you were going to avoid this question because it always leads back to the same answer. And, and the answer is, unfortunately, yes, Fuji did uh, discontinue black guides and I do not yeah, have yeah. any more. Um, so unfortunately, can that, hope. that is... Right. They, they, they had reasons, environmental reasons and everything for that. So the great news out of this, though, is that we have this new BC and CC finish. Yep. And this is actually a chemical process or treatment of the steel. So it's, it's not like they're painting something on that can chip away or come off. So this steel is treated. And so this layer actually goes microns thick into the steel, this protective layer that is put on uh, that we're calling corrosion control or CC and BC finish. So it does change the surface a little bit. So you get that matte silver or that matte dark gray uh, finish that you've, you've seen on the Alkanite and the, the Fazlite guides in the past. That's going to be the same finishes we have on these O-rings moving forward. Okay. Um, that dark gray that you see it's nice and dark. Uh, hopefully, I know it's not black, but it is dark enough that it looks Pretty really dark. good on a yeah. lot of these unfinished rods, right. um, these carbon-colored rods. So okay. that's what we're looking at. That's what we're going to have in all the new O-ring uh, K-series guides. Awesome. Great stuff. It, it's been a minute since we had a new Fuji product to talk about, so I'm just super yeah. excited that uh, yeah, you got it's to been drop a long it time. here. And, uh, are there, uh, give us a teaser. Are there going to be some more? Should we plan so, on having you back for some other new product releases? Well, um, I wasn't going to say anything, but I'm, I'm hoping that- I'm putting uh, you on the spot change. on purpose. I was going to say, I was hoping that I'd get to come back on here real soon. Uh, I got several new products coming out from Fuji this year. A really exciting year here at Angler's Resource. We've got, we'll give it all away, but there might be some pictures on our Facebook of some new products that we showed at- uh, PCS and, it, and a couple other shows that we went to this year. And there's some more new stuff coming. Matter of fact, I'm, I'm shipping some out to you today for you to approve that nobody else knows about yet. So that'll be good news. But yeah, very exciting year here at Anglers. We got a lot of new products coming from Fuji and I'm excited to tell everybody about them. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for stopping by. It was a pleasure to have you join us. If you don't mind, can you let everybody know how they can get in touch with you and Anglers Resource? Yeah, absolutely. So um, anytime you have any questions about anything we talked about today or anything we're going to talk about, please always feel free to reach out at any time. Uh, our office number here is 251-943-4491. And we're open seven to four, Monday through Friday. Uh, my email address is alowe at anglersresource.net. And I have that on me all the time. So if there's ever anything you guys need, please feel free to reach out. Uh, we'd be glad to help you in any way we can point you in a direction of sales or even take you through some stuff on our website and make sure you're seeing all the right information and everything else. Excellent. Thank you so much. So that's going to be a wrap for this week. And uh, Aaron, thanks so much for stopping by. I appreciate all the information and uh, tight lines and tight wraps, Aaron. Thanks for your time. Thank you very much for having me, Bill. We'll talk okay. soon. That's going to wrap it up for this week. But if you'd like to be notified as soon as all new podcasts are released, just text the word FISHING to 587-317-6099. We'll add you to our email list so you can stay up to date. Thanks for listening.